Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Y'all, it, it never, ever fails. I, I go out of town for a couple of days and uh, all hell breaks loose in the headlines. All I want to do is be behind this microphone. Uh, I, I, I love my family. Uh, I really do. We we had a nice couple of days off. The kids had a uh, Monday and Tuesday off from school. And so it was nice to hang out with family and stuff. But gosh, I know I'm in the right career because I just wanted to, with all the news, I, I got things to say. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. It is my show from my flagship studio, WSB in Atlanta, across the nation via satellite to you and yours. The full number, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, all right. Uh, we got to talk about John Gruden. Yeah, we actually do. It actually is a a bigger story than just Gruden. Uh, there is no truth that Urban Meyer released the emails to distract from him. We'll get into that. But first, we must talk about Southwest Airlines. If you haven't heard, Southwest Airlines has had massive, massive delays and cancellations over the last number of days. Pretty significant cancellations around the country. And Southwest itself, more than a little bit, destroyed its credibility on the issue because Southwest came out originally and said that the reasons were weather and the FAA, that there were shortages at the FAA in particular, and that had a lot to do with it. The problem is that the FAA then came out and said, uh, nope, there weren't any significant weather issues around the country, and we are not short-staffed. So the federal government directly contradicted what Southwest Airlines would say. Not only that, It's kind of remarkable that if there were weather issues, Southwest was the only airline plagued by the issues. Maybe it's like Winnie the Pooh with a little black rain cloud floating around Southwest Airlines, dropping stuff on them. And and it was perfectly fine for everybody else, but it's just a little black rain cloud, of course, over Southwest Airlines, except that didn't appear to be the case either. So conservatives hit on the most likely reason Uh, That being that perhaps it was a vaccine boycott. Southwest denies that it is subject to a vaccine boycott by its pilots. They, They deny it. But uh, perhaps it, it, there's some truth to it. Uh, Here is a bit of Southwest CEO on CNBC talking about the vaccine mandate. Talking about the vaccine mandate, oh yeah, I mean, there are some that uh, have very strong views on both sides of that issue. And, you know, it's not, as I think you probably know, I've never been uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that, never have been. Uh, But the 
executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh, all the major airlines, uh, have to have a mandate in a vaccine in place by December the 8th. So we're working through that. Except there is no executive order. Uh, there was a press release from the president of the United States. An executive order has not actually been issued yet, uh, nor has an actual formal rule from OSHA been implemented yet. So the president came out with his press release at his press conference and said these things, but he really hasn't done anything to make it so. And now Southwest says that, yes, there are pilot shortages, but that it is not related to a vaccine mandate boycott. Conservatives beg to differ. What really is going on? Well, I, I, I have some theories. They are educated theories more than guesses because I've talked to some pilots at Southwest Airlines, which just so happens to have a massive hub in Atlanta, Georgia, where lots of those pilots happen to listen to me on WSB radio. I know because I get emails from them. It is not per se, contrary to what everybody's talking about, it is not per se a vaccine boycott, except it is. So essentially, a lot of Southwest employees believe if they do go down the road of imposing this mandate, which they're doing, that they will lose their jobs because they are not going to get the vaccine. So they're not boycotting over it. What they're doing is they expect to lose their jobs. As a result, they're taking all their vacation time, all their sick days, all their vacation days. They're taking as much as they possibly can right now, uh, getting it all used up, knowing that they're going to lose their jobs and and it's going to be up for grabs. Now, I, I don't know what Southwest policy is for reimbursing people on untaken vacation leave, but these guys are using it up, at least the ones I've talked to. That's what they're telling me. So uh, the question is uh, wh whether or not it's a couple of them, whether it's organized. The Southwest Union says it's not organized. They say there's no organized effort to boycott, and there doesn't appear to be, but there also does not appear to have to be any level of organization. Now, the question is, does it spread beyond Southwest? Uh, every airline except Delta is imposing a vaccine mandate. What Delta is doing is they're just raising the premiums of those who are not vaccinated, arguing that the healthcare costs of the unvaccinated cause an undue burden on Delta's insurance plan. The others, American Airlines among them, American United, uh, they're saying that because they do contracts with the federal government and the federal executive order, that again has not really been released, uh, requires that federal contractors do mandates that they're going to have to mandate. Again, Delta has not yet chosen to do so. This plays into a larger issue, though. There is a level of contrarianism in the American public. Uh, I'm kind of like this, I, and I don't really get it even about myself. Like, for example, I know a couple of people who were going to get the vaccine. They absolutely were. I know one in particular absolutely had his appointment. I know the day he was going to go get his vaccine. And he then decided to cancel because the federal government said you got to get a vaccine. And, and the businesses said you got to get a vaccine. 
perfectly willing to go get the vaccine until he was told he had to do it. And now he's kind of, I'm not going to go. You can't tell me what to do. And I'm kind of that way. Uh, I am. I, I remember when I went to college, I was forced to go on one of those weekend retreats. And my view of college is, is I am now a grown up. You can't tell me what to do. And resented, resented having to go do this stupid wilderness retreat thing. And I dragged my feet and I complained all weekend long and they were tired of my complaining and I was tired of them. They didn't like me and I didn't like them and that was fine. I left as soon as I possibly could. I think they were happy for me to leave and I was fine to leave. You can't tell me what to do. You can't make me go do that. Oh, they did make me and I resented it. To this day, it's 20 some odd years later. I rarely hang on to things like this and I just resented being forced to do these things. I get people don't like being forced into things they would otherwise probably like to do. I totally get that. And there is a strain of contrarianism in the American public. And so the more you have these mandates, the more you're going to have people very dogmatically cross their arms, dig in their heels and say, nope, you can't make me do what I was already going to do. Now, of course, the irony here is essentially the government is now compelling your behavior. They're compelling you to do exactly the opposite of what you wanted to do. You were going to do it, and now you're not. The government to some degree is. And frankly, I think the Democrats know this. And they're pushing people to not get vaccinated because they need someone other than Joe Biden to complain about and blame for the failing economy and the failures to get things going. As long as the unvaccinated are like, nope, you can't tell me what to do. The Democrats have somebody to point to and say, see, it's their fault, not our fault. So they win either way. Either you go get vaccinated or you don't, and the Democrats can claim win-win. It's actually kind of smart. And yes, I do actually think there is some thinking of that because it doesn't surprise me at all that after the federal government came out with Joe Biden and said, you must do this or else, they immediately started blaming the unvaccinated for every problem in the country. They immediately went there. I think it's part of their plan. They knew that people wouldn't get vaccinated if they said you must get vaccinated. It's part of American contrarianness. And they're perfectly fine with that because they can blame the unvaccinated for the failures of the economy, for the failures to get over the virus, for the failures to move forward. They can make them the fall guy now, having induced them through a mandate to be contrarian about it. They can move forward. Now, whether I'm overthinking it or not, this gets back to Southwest. Southwest has a problem. Uh, Southwest cannot fly planes if they don't have pilots. And they continue to have disruptions. Southwest, four days ago, said air traffic control issues and disruptive weather resulted in a high volume of cancellations throughout the weekend while we work to recover our operation. We appreciate your patience. The complicating factor in the Southwest situation is that it was more than just pilots deciding they weren't going to work. Essentially, what happened was Southwest moved flights around the country to places where it was essentially hard to then repurpose the aircraft. So they had all sorts of problems moving aircraft around already. And then you had pilots not show up. 
It was cascading defects. We're seeing these in the ports as well, supply chain issues in the ports. You don't have enough people to drive the 18-wheelers to pick up the cargo. The cargo is backing up. The new ships can't come in to add new cargo while the existing cargo is there waiting for the trucks. In addition, you don't have enough people at the ports to unload the cargo containers. You don't have enough train locomotive engineers. You don't have enough truck drivers. You don't have enough people. You got too much stuff. It's coming in fits and starts. They're problems. What I think is most notable, however, in this situation is that the way the media pursued the story was to immediately dismiss the idea that it might have been some sort of boycott by the pilots. Lynn Kessler is the fact checker of the Washington Post. What are you going to believe, official statements or social media? The Southwest Airlines cancellations over the weekend are a good example of how news travels onto different tracks today. In the part of the United States that relies on traditional media, rumors that the cancellations were the result of a pilot protest over coronavirus vaccine mandates were dismissed because, well, there's no evidence. Official entities such as the airline, the FAA, and Southwest Pilots Union all issued statements saying the rumors were false. But in a parallel universe of right-wing social media and television, the rumors were treated as true. This weekend, in protest, a large number of Southwest pilots called out sick, and they effectively shut down their airline. And many of them, you should know, admire the company they work for. They love Southwest Airlines, but they felt they had no choice but to do this, declared Tucker Carlson on Fox News. The pilots committed most basic act of nonviolent civil disobedience, something we used to celebrate in the country. They stayed home. Carlson offered no evidence to back up his statement, though he claimed to quote an unnamed pilot who said he was losing sleep over the mandate. He also interviewed on the air a pilot protesting the mandates who didn't work for Southwest. The fact that no Southwest pilots have come forward to confirm a sick out undercuts the idea that the mandate played a role in flight cancellations. As far as we can tell, no pilots were anonymously quoted in either the Dallas Morning News or the Houston Chronicle, two papers that would be in position to document a walkout. But we are not going to completely rule out the possibility either. Stranger things have happened, and some of the official statements appear carefully worded. They're right. They're right. The FAA, everybody, they denied it. The pilots' union denied it. They all said... It wasn't so. Southwest on Monday said on Friday evening, the airline ended the day with numerous cancellations due to weather and external constraints, which left aircraft and crews out of pre-planned positions to operate on Saturday. Yesterday, its operations were mostly normal, but it had canceled 2,500 flights between Friday and Tuesday. And then... Gary Kelly, the CEO, told ABC News there's no evidence of a vaccine walkout. We're not going to fire employees over this mandate. We're urging our employees to get vaccinated. If they can't get vaccinated, we're urging them to seek an accommodation. So we'll do everything we can to support our people. So here's the bottom line. It's complicated. What happened with Southwest is complicated. Aircraft were out of position. In some areas, there were bad weather. They couldn't then rearrange their flights. 
but also they couldn't rearrange their flights because they were short of staff. And they were short of staff, not because of a vaccine mandate boycott, according to the CEO on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, but by Monday and Tuesday, suddenly the CEO is talking about how pilots don't need to worry. They're not going to lose their jobs. They can come back to work. Why would you change to that if there was no vaccine boycott? Of course, there was a vaccine boycott. And I don't have to go any further than the listeners of this program, among whom are a large number of Southwest Airlines pilots who work out of the Atlanta hub, who say they weren't boycotting because of the vaccine. They are expecting to lose their jobs by not getting the vaccine, and they were using up their vacation and sick days. That appears to actually be the truth of the matter asserted, even if the media and the government and Southwest Airlines would prefer you believe otherwise. This is why so many people don't believe anything they hear these days when the major officials who should be telling us the truth do everything they can to not tell us the truth. Y'all, from the moment I sat in my X chair, my body said, this is what a real office chair is supposed to be like. I had, gosh, I had gone through office chairs and then I got my X chair and it is the perfect chair. In fact, my X chair, unlike your chair, can massage my back while I'm sitting doing three hours of talk radio. It can even heat up and cool down depending on my office, which tends to run hot in the summer and cold in the wintertime. And it's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed for the X chair. And once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic lumbar DVL, they call it dynamic variable lumbar, your back's going to be happy. What I need you to do, you got to go check out the X year because yeah, I bought the, y'all know the expensive brand and I bought it. It was a good chair. It actually was a really good chair and X chair takes it to the next level. What you need to do is go to xchaireric.com now. That's X, the letter X chair, E-R-I-C-K.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month it's xchaireric, E-R-I-C-K, dot com. It is worth it. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you are in charge of the finances of a business and you want that business to grow, reach out to First Liberty. See if they can help you get access to capital you need to grow. Talking big loans, though, six figures and more. Go to firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a good fit for you and you for them. Folks, Captain Kirk made it to space for real. I'm actually, I, I find this kind of cool and I will admit uh, I am a, a big Star Trek fan and I just, I was really hoping that he would say second star of the right straight on till morning when he got up there, but he apparently didn't. Um, I, I just, I, I like Star Trek and I think this is cool. I think it is cool that people can go to space now, but as you can imagine, the left is already upset that you just, you can't just enjoy for a moment how cool it is that regular citizens, non-NASA astronauts can make it to space. No, no. Now you got to worry about climate change. That's right. We can't have any more fun because of climate change. This is just sad. The Vox kids are at it again. The Vox kids are writing about how all of that money could actually be better spent 
here on planet Earth dealing with climate change. How bad is space tourism for the environment and other space travel questions answered? (sighs) Boy, does commercial space travel have any scientific goals or is it really just a joy ride? Is it safe? What impact will it have on the environment? The admissions of a flight to space can be worse than those of a typical airplane flight because just a few people hop aboard one of these flights. So the emissions per passenger are much higher. The pollution could become much worse as space tourism becomes more popular. The carbon footprint of launching yourself into space in one of these rockets is incredibly high. Taking the joy out of watching Captain Kirk go to space. Never underestimate the left's ability to suck joy out of everything. They're like the Dementors in Harry Potter. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's talk about John Gruden of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, uh, those of you... Those of you who are Baptist will appreciate uh, that I have more than once since the story broke uh, said Wayne Gruden or Grudem instead of John Gruden. For those of you who don't know, I'll let you know the joke. Uh, there, <laughs> Wayne Grudem is a uh, very famous Baptist pastor who wrote a systematic theology book that is very accessible for uh, your average people. A lot, of, a lot of churchgoers have this book in their house. And uh, I, I've, I've met Wayne Grudem once. But in any event, so ever since the story about John Gruden broke, um, I've had to catch myself. Did I just say Wayne Grudem? Because, I mean, it's the last name, Gruden versus Grudem. Uh, nonetheless, John Gruden is was the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, uh, the team's not doing great, but he's actually done a good job with the team, uh, even though the team is not, getting, uh, is not great right now. Uh, they, they're certainly headed on a trajectory of improvement with him. If you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, you kind of, in any event, we'll get into the Braves in a minute. So John Gruden is out. He resigned. He was going to be fired, so he quit. Uh, What I find, first of all, out of the gate interesting are the number of people who say, he wasn't fired. He wasn't fired. He resigned. Well, yes, but a resignation in lieu of firing is still all uh, just about a firing. And to excuse it and say, uh, he fell on a sword himself. They didn't force him out as to deny reality. And we are dealing with a bunch of people who actually deny reality, which is why we're here. Gruden is out because of a series of emails he wrote. There were 650,000 uncovered emails in an investigation of the workplace of the Washington Redskins, now referred to as the Washington football team. Gruden used to be uh, with the Redskins and then left to go to an ESPN job. He was at the ESPN job for a number of years. He left uh, in the middle of 2018 to go back into the NFL to coach the Raiders. While there, he continued to trade emails while at ESPN with people. The first email in question that caused Gruden all sorts of problems was an email about the executive director of the NFL Players Association. He referred in 2011 to the head of the Players Association, Demoris Smith, 
uh, and said that he had big lips. Demoris Smith is black. It was read as a racial pejorative. He didn't use the N-word, but he said that, uh, and that began the New York Times effort to pressure Gruden. Once Gruden resigned, the New York Times pushed out a flurry of other emails from John Gruden. He, in 2012, referred to Joe Biden as a nervous, clueless P-word. He used racial slurs. Well, he didn't use the N-word. Um, he referred to uh, negatively, disparagingly to gay people. He used the F-word uh, about Roger Godel uh, and said that Roger Godel was an anti-football P-word. You can presume that someone close to Godel leaked the uh, leaked the emails. Godel is, a, is the NFL commissioner. Uh, Gruden disparaged him repeatedly over the years, and these emails were then leaked. Now, here's the thing. The investigation that uncovered the emails, 650,000 emails over a decade, is an investigation into the Washington Redskins, not an investigation into John Gruden. So why then were his emails the one that leaked and nothing else? His can't be the only bad emails. So the story is just beginning. Uh, if, If... the other emails don't leak. You have to ask yourself why. And there's got to be pressure to release those other emails. Why is Gruden the fall guy when he's not even involved? Why is he the bad guy? Unless it was because he dared to say something negative about Roger Godell. But there's a larger story here that concerns you and me and everyone else on the planet uh, beyond the NFL. Gruden was pushed out of his job in particular because of an email from 2011, 10 years ago. The last troubling email from Gruden came in 2018. It disparaged Roger Godell and the concussion uh, protocols put in place by the NFL, and he blasted Godell as someone who actually hates the game. That was 2018. It's now 2021. By the way, Gruden was not even an NFL employee at the time. He was a color commentator for ESPN. One, your emails are not private. They could be exposed in the future, and you should be careful what you say. Two, You should not have to be careful what you say to your friends. You should be able to talk to your friends how you want to talk to your friends. Your friends know you. They know your intentions. They know your meaning. You should not have to guard yourself against future cancellation when you're talking to your friends. Three, he should still have his job. He should apologize for his statements. Yeah, he should apologize for his statements. He used a lot of slurs he shouldn't have used. He said a lot of things he shouldn't have done. And yes, what you do in these situations, even though it was with your friends, even though they should be private emails, you should still apologize. And then everyone else should move on. And Gruden apologized. And everyone else should have moved on. But they can't move on because four, we are in a culture now that has no grace and seeks to ruin and destroy 
anyone who does anything uh, that the, the popular purveyors of cancel culture disagree with. Gruden is a middle-aged white male who is clearly, based on these emails, not a Democrat and a fairly crass individual. And he should not have to resign, but they want him to resign because they don't like the number of white, middle-aged, conservative males within the NFL. This is all part of an effort to change the culture of the game to the left. Not a single one of us, if we were to release 10 years' worth of our emails or text messages, would probably come away looking perfectly fine. This guy's emails were to his friends. They may have been to corporate accounts, but even if they were to private accounts, given the nature of the search, they would have still been searchable. And we, none of us, not a single one of us, should have to live our life in fear that our private personal emails to our friends are one day going to be uncovered to destroy us. None of us should have to live like this. It is not a healthy way for society to operate. And there's got to be a statute of limitations on cancellation. Kevin Hart, the comedian. There's a, a, a Dave Chappelle, the, the comedian. We'll get to Dave Chappelle here in a minute. It's related to this. Uh, he, he mentioned this in his latest stand-up routine on Netflix, The Closer. Kevin Hart wanted to host the Oscars. It was a life goal for the guy. He got the opportunity, and then they abandoned him because Kevin Hart said some things about a decade ago that the Alphabet Gang did not like. And as a result... He lost his job. Dave Chappelle is the uh, black comedian, probably one of the greatest storytellers on the planet. You, you listen to Dave Chappelle's stand-up routine, and he's not a comedian. He is, but he's not. He's a storyteller who weaves together multiple threads, joins them together in an elaborate fabric of humor. He's a master of what he does. You know, your normal stand-up routines, if you watch them, you stand up, you, you, you make jokes about something, and then you do an awkward transition into your next bit of stand-up. Uh, what Chappelle does that, that really sets him apart from everyone else in the field of comedy is that Chappelle tells different stories, but there's all a, thre a thread woven between that connects the stories together. So he, there's no awkward transition. It's actually, if, if you're into storytelling, if you're into talk radio, you should pay attention to what he does. Now, it, it's, it's vulgar, it's crude, there's lots of in-words, there's lots of profanity. But it is remarkable masterclass in how you tell stories. The left is coming for Dave Chappelle because the Alphabet Gang is mad at him. His closing monologue for his Netflix series establishes him as an ally of the gay community while positing that the gay community is not an ally of the black community. And in particular, the transgender community is not an ally of the black community. And he tells a number of stories. One of the stories is he and his wife are in Texas. 
A woman comes up to them during the pandemic at this restaurant, not wearing a mask, and uses all the H words, according to Chappelle. Hi, how are you? Breathing everywhere. He and his wife don't like it. He realizes she's come from a table where they're videotaping, and he goes over and confronts them. And he says that the the man who was filming him was gay. There was a confrontation. And that the man who is white called the cops. And Chappelle's point is that a gay person is a minority and a gay person is a gay person until the moment they need to be a white person and then they're suddenly white again. And how can you be an ally of the black community if when you have a confrontation with someone in the black community, you immediately become the white person who calls the police on the black person? It's a very thoughtful hour-long monologue on not just race relations in the country, but also the relations between minority communities in this country, particularly the alphabet gang and the black community. And it ends with a, a, a class on transgenderism and how gender is a fact. And people who argue against that are arguing against facts and history and biology. And so the transgender community wants to cancel Dave Chappelle. If you actually listen, and, and one of the things he says is that the problem here is that this community isn't listening to what he's saying. They're reacting without listening. And if you listen to him, he is an ally of the transgender community. He is an ally of the gay community. They just happen to not be allies of him. And he picks jokes on everyone, including veterans. But they want to cancel him. Now, why? Well, what's here? Well, the dominant power in the country is not white men, as the left would have you believe. It frankly is uh, those of, um, well, the the, the LGBTQ plus community uh, has the power to destroy everyone else's life. Uh, no one's going to get them canceled, but they can cancel everyone else. And the left in particular, beyond the alphabet gang, the left in particular is dominant in this culture. And they use it to cancel people they dislike. For views those people sometimes utter in private, like John Gruden. John Gruden said things in emails to friends a decade ago that a decade later will get him fired. If John Gruden can get fired for emails from a decade ago, you too can get fired for something you said to friends a decade ago. The mob could come for you. We are growing mobs, and we are worshiping at the altar of the power of the mob these days. And the mob comes without any grace and with a lot of hypocrisy. And when the mob comes for you, your company probably is not going to stand up to the mob because your company is fearful of the mob. It's why so many companies these days engage in virtue signaling for things they don't truly even believe in because they're scared of the mob. And unless we're willing as a country to defy the mob, the mob keeps getting stronger. It feeds off of us. I have a friend of mine in talk radio. Y'all don't know him. I'll keep his name out of it. Very successful 
syndicated talk radio show host, his advertising and affiliate contract requires a two-week grace period. If the mob comes for him, the advertisers cannot quit for at least two weeks, nor can an affiliate bail on him. Because what he has seen, what you are going to see, what we will all realize is that every day on the internet, the mob comes for someone. Your job is to just get through that day. And if you can get through that day, the mob moves on to someone else. Ralph Northam is the governor of Virginia. The mob came for Ralph Northam. In his medical school yearbook, he was either dressed as a Klansman or dressed in blackface next to the Klansman. The mob came for Ralph Northam, who refused to resign. No one could make him resign. It wasn't impeachable. He held on. He's now out campaigning for Terry McAuliffe, a man who called for Ralph Northam to resign two years ago when the scandal broke. Ralph Northam got away with it because he refused to budge. Gruden could have gotten away with it if he and the Raiders establishment had refused to budge, but they caved, so Gruden had to do the honorable thing and get out of the way before they fired him. The lesson is don't cave to the mob. The question is, will your company and those around you cave to the mob? Because at that point when the mob comes, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters what everyone around you does. And all of us need to reprioritize our relationships and our business relationships accordingly. The mob is going to come for you and me. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. Well, I don't know if you heard this or not because the media has largely not covered it. Can you imagine? This is one of those things. Can you imagine... If Donald Trump or Mike Pence had done this, Kamala Harris continues to step in. She's stepping in it constantly. You know, she had that thing in a, in a school where she uh, allowed students to talk about uh, Israel and, and uh, the, the, it was very disparaging towards Jews. And she essentially said that they, they had valid points. So she had to go back into hiding. Well, now she's come out to be humanized. And she was surrounded by children, by earthling children, to talk about space and NASA. And it turns out that Kamala Harris had child actors. At least one of the kids' agents has confirmed to the news media that the child is a child actor. And that child actor went through an audition, and got the part to be a child actor for Kamala Harris. Have you heard this in the mainstream media? Imagine if Donald Trump had done something like this. And now, Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. That was Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.